Eye on the Empire, episode 350. When somebody's the president of the United States, the authority is total. The authority is total. The authority is total. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Find out what is in it. In an empire lies, the truth is treason. The truth is treason. We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. By the military-industrial complex. What's up, everybody? It's Ray, your host of Eye on the Empire the show that brings you the libertarian perspective on the news and events of the day. And I am broadcasting from the United States of America, where everybody is pissed off at exactly what the left-wing or right-wing news media is telling them to be pissed off at, depending upon which type of news media you listen to and which type of uh, direction you sway politically. You are pissed off at exactly what they're telling me pissed off at. For example, if you are pissed off at Ted Cruz today for going to Mexico, Cancun, taking his family on vacation to get away from some cold weather in Texas, most likely you're watching CNN or MSNBC or some of like the the left-leaning media. If you're pissed off about that, that's what you're, that's what you're listening to. Spent the whole weekend in Florida. That's why I didn't get the show out on Thursday, because I was down in Florida visiting my sister. And we went to a a uh, Soho Forum event where they just had a debate between um, the founder of Whole Foods Restaurant, and then it was um, a gentleman from the Ayn Rand Institute. I can't remember what his name was. But they were debating whether a business should, basically the essential idea was that a business should uh, have some sort of um, moral focus um, articulated by the leadership and that a business should not just be for profit but should also have a moral objective as well or some kind of clearly stated purpose. I think Purpose-driven, I think, is what it is. And it was interesting. It was really good, but... Um, I spent the weekend with my sister and I visited some family and so forth while I was down here. And all I got from the, all I, uh, one of the takeaways is that they were all pissed off at Ted Cruz all weekend because I guess he went down to Texas. And I don't watch the news. You guys know that. I follow, I read articles and so forth. And they were furious at this guy, furious at this guy. But if you're also, if you're, if you're listening to right-wing media like Fox News, light, right-leaning media, I always call it left-leaning and right-leaning, because I don't say left-wing or anything like that, but left-leaning, and then if you're listening to right-wing, light, right-leaning media, <clears throat> you are furious at Texas because they let the left put up windmills in their state and solar panels because they froze I guess supposedly they froze because of this huge freeze 
and I guess they weren't ready. And there was also gas, the ga- I guess the, the water lines that helped to pump out the, um, the natural gas or something. Uh, those things, fro- that water froze as well, so it kind of puts the power down. And everyone's looking to blame somebody. So, if you're the left, you're blaming Ted Cruz because he went to Mexico. And if you're the right, you're blaming the wind wind farms that are all over Texas. And uh, that's the big that's the big story that everyone's pissed off at apparently. And I bring up the the event that I went to because somebody made a comment during that event, which I thought was interesting. It was a question during it, and the premise of the question I can't remember exactly where it was, but when he said it, I was like, "Holy crap!" Because the purpose of these media outlets, MSNBC, CNN, Fox News, is to make a profit, right? Their purpose is to make a profit. <clears throat> but if their purpose is to make a profit and creating division gets viewers in and creating basically a divided country, a country that's at sort of a cold war with each other. Is that a something to aspire to then? Should that be their purpose? Should their clearly objective, clear purpose be to cause division because it increases the profits? Should they have a moral philosophy outside of causing division? Because clearly they don't. Clearly they don't. My father used to listen to Fox News more often than not. And now he listens to CNN. And I could talk to him. And I could listen to the conversations that we have. uh, Or, you know, think about the conversations that we have now. And it just seems like, you know, there's this anger at Donald Trump and so forth, but it slowly changed over time. Like he wasn't like that before, but it was just those conversations that we have and he's clearly swayed. And people that I speak to that are, that are sort of left-leaning now that listen to CNN, they're clearly swayed by that media outlet towards a specific thing but the conversation of the day that is on CNN is always what they're pissed off about. <clears throat> but you'll find that same scenario with the people on the right that listen to the Fox Newses of the world and read specific right-leaning media. They're going to have the same kind of uh, anger and be pissed off in the same way. So it's just a very interesting scenario that, that you get involved in. And I was just like, it it was very clear to me over this weekend that that is why they are that way is because the media outlets, you know, they're literally dictating what everyone's going to be pissed off about. And we all knew that we've all known that. I mean, I've known that it's just something that really stuck out at me this weekend over the weekend as well. And, uh, when I heard that question specifically from that gentleman in the audience that 
I was just like, wow, it's really, it is telling that the profit motive for those businesses is very specifically, if we divide people, we're going to make more profit. Now, should they be? I mean, should, do, do media institutions need to be objective? I don't know. I mean, they're there to turn a profit. They're there to make money and so forth. And But I do think that the people in America, we are not... We're not listening, like we're so we're listening to them, and we're, but we're not critical. We're not critical thinkers. We don't think critically about what we hear. I think that you guys are. I think that my listening people that listen to this show are probably very much critical thinkers, but most people are not. They just take what they hear as truth and as fact, and somehow. They're just always angry and pissed off, but I mean, it's, it's just really interesting. So anyway, let me get off that subject. I'm not going to have too long of a show today just because I wasn't able to do the show on Thursday. It was just not something that was feasible. So I do apologize. Uh, but, and you know, I'm doing this over the weekend just because I need to, um, I wanted to talk these things out and put them into the podcast and I, you know, I wanted to get it out there as quick as I can. So thank you for bearing with the show when, uh, you guys know that I've been, you know, I took a couple months off in November and December and now I'm back. So I'm, like I said, I'm trying to put together this show at least once a week. And, uh, so I appreciate you. I really do. Um, are masks going away? Are they ever going to go away? I talked about this on the show and I was like, people realize that You know, if you are a non-mask wearer, most likely you're a Trump supporter. That's, I mean, there's like this clear thing. If you're driving a a truck, if you have an eagle on the back, you could probably assume that that's a Trump supporter. That's, that's what, that's like the, the going statement, I guess, right? Uh, That people would say. And then if you're driving a Prius, you're probably a, a Biden supporter. You know, like you don't have to even have a sticker on the back. You could just assume that's kind of like the running joke, right? And, uh, but if you're a Trump supporter, you're also considered a racist. You're also considered somebody who, as I've even heard this said before, if you're a Trump supporter, if you voted for Trump, either you're a racist or you overlooked the fact that he is a racist and still voted for him, this that makes you a racist. And we've polarized the issue. If you are a Trump supporter, then you're evil if you don't agree with our left-wing ideas and you're evil, that's what people say. And then same thing on the right. They truly would think that somebody who is a um, liberal, someone who wants to have communism or socialism, they're clearly evil. So we've polarized this, put it on two sides, that you are evil if you're a Trump supporter or you're evil if you're a Biden supporter. Literally evil. And that's, I mean... That's as bad as it gets, in my opinion, when it comes to the political polarization that we have out here right now in this country. And the masks are a, are a sign of who you are, right? If you're not wearing a mask, you're a Trump supporter, so you must be an evil, racist bigot. I've said this in the past, and who's going to take off their mask first in that sense, right? That's what I talked about before. Um... I don't think the masks are going away, and this is what you're starting to see now in the media, is that people are 
okay with wearing the masks. It's become a p- part of our culture. And even though um, COVID-19 goes away, there's still going to be the flu out there. There's still going to be the um, the common cold out there. And we need to protect ourselves from that. And the way that we're going to do that is through the mask. Whether they work or not, people, it's perception. Perception's key, right? So clearly, most people think that masks work that are wearing masks because you're sitting there wearing a mask. And those that aren't wearing masks are Trump supporters, apparently. The, the 10 or 15% of people, if that, that don't wear masks, that aren't complying with it, are racist Trump supporters. And then there's the 85% that wear masks because they're told to and and whatever. And there's like the 20% that are probably true believers in masks. But everyone goes along with it. So are they going away? You What you hear is people saying that there's, you know, less cold and less flu now. So I, I think there was an article in The Atlantic that said that, um, that was kind of making the statement that their kids haven't had a cold all year or whatever, so, you know what, these masks must work, and this socialism must work, and the kids haven't gotten sick in so long, so maybe we should continue to do this forever. So is that the drumbeat that we're going to hear now, that we need to social mask, social distance and mask and <clears throat> limit schooling indefinitely? Limit in-person contacts indefinitely. Because it's safer for us, we don't get sick, we don't get common colds, we don't get the flu and so forth. It's sick, guys. It really is. But that's what we're leading to. And politicians will get on board with this. They love the control. They absolutely love it. So, somebody's, I mean, somebody's got to have some sort of sanity in this whole scenario, and you don't really see it anywhere. And that's what's driving me crazy with this whole COVID crisis thing. And if you look at the numbers, I mean, there was an article that I read in the Wall Street Journal. It was an opinion piece. But, I mean, it's it's a true statement. Because if you go to covidtracking.com, which, by the way, is going to end their tracking. So, covidtrackingproject.com or whatever it's called. I think it's called, it's covidtracking.com. So, it's COVID tracking project. And I look at it daily. I literally have looked at it daily for almost a year because... I'm just seeing where the where things are going towards. And right now, since January 8th, the number of COVID cases has gone down by 77%. That's what this guy said in this article, and it's true. The number of hospitalizations have gone down to the level that they were last spring when New York City was having their crisis, but it was basically only in the Northeast where you're having deaths, lots of deaths, lots of hospitalizations, lots of cases, and it spread throughout America from there. And so now we're at nationally, by the way, we're at that level. So the, so most likely in your state, there's less cases than there were last spring. Most likely. I mean, I guess we could look at each individual state and see how they're tracking. But so over the course of the entire United States, hospitalizations, deaths even are going down. They haven't gotten to the level that they were last summer or last last spring, but they're close. They're very close, right? So we're almost there. And this article said that by... So this article was just saying, essentially, which was in the Wall Street Journal, 
was saying essentially that by April, we should be at a point between the fact that we have, if you look at the the data that he was putting together, he's assuming that around 50% of people have probably gotten this thing already. And then you have about 15% of people who have gotten the vaccine already. And by April, you'll have probably 35 to 40% of people who have gotten the vaccine already. And on top of the 50% of the people that have had it, plus those people, you're going to have the majority of people that have either had it or been vaccinated and, and we're at herd immunity at that point. And that's what, I mean, that is the key to sp- stopping the spread. And that's the reason why you're seeing the steep decline right now is because we're reaching herd immunity. And I'm not going to say that out of turn. I, I've, I've been skeptical about where, where we are within this thing. Like I've been, I've been, I've been saying that it's hard to predict where we're going for the entire time because last spring I was saying, yeah, I mean, we don't, I was talking negatively about the lockdowns. I was saying that at some point we'll reach herd immunity, lock up the old people, let the, I mean, not lock them up, but you know what I mean? Um, you know, focus on the old, older people. Cause they're the ones that are most likely to die from this. Like I've been pretty consistent on those issues ever, from the very beginning. And I'm pretty confident the way that the, the numbers have been going down so significantly over the course of the last six weeks, I'm fairly confident to say that this thing is going to be going away, but the masks aren't the lockdowns aren't, I think you're going to have a drumbeat to keep all of this stuff going the same way it has. Unless Biden's willing to have a backbone and stand up against these people, because look at the, look at the backbone he has against the teachers unions in Chicago and elsewhere. These are places that have school systems that have not been in school the entire year. And being a libertarian, we all know we're for homeschool and all that stuff. That's fine. But from a public standpoint, from a public policy standpoint, you could see that he has no backbone to get these people back in school in Chicago and in the different states that are locked down and haven't sent their kids back to school. And he's saying, oh, maybe one day a week, if that is when they should be back in school. No. Look at Florida. Look at South Carolina. Look at Georgia. These are places that have the option to do things online, but a lot of kids go to school full-time. Probably three-quarters go to school full-time. Why aren't these states sending people to study what Florida's doing? Because clearly they're doing something, right? They have the second-oldest population in the country, and they're average. They are... And this thing, we know it kills people that are older at a much higher rate than it kills younger people. Yet, Florida has average numbers. They're somewhere in the middle when it comes to the cases per million and the deaths per million in in the United States. Yet, they have kids in school doing things right. They have stores open. They have never, they haven't been locked down since like, the summer of last last summer there's not a ne- there's not a state mask mandate anywhere yet i'm in florida all weekend and everyone you see is wearing a mask out and about doing what they're doing that's just normal so why aren't these states sending people to florida to study what they're doing to see wow we need to do what they're doing. What are they doing? And they do the study and they're like, okay, let's take it back to California. No, because it's all political, guys. 
It is, and you're pissed off because Fox News says this, and you're pissed off because MSNBC says that. They're pissed off at Ron DeSantis, but everyone that on Fox News side is praising Ron DeSantis, who's in Florida. And I mean, it's just like the chaos that's perpetrated by the press, and yet we still watch it, you know? But these states should be sending people to Florida to study what they're doing. No, they should just open the schools. The kids aren't dying from it. There's been very rare cases where there's this major spread. You haven't heard anything in the news about major spread in XYZ school district or anything like that ever. So this isn't going away, guys. This is a political issue now. And if you're any, if you know anything about politics, once it becomes a political issue, once Trump supporters are the ones that don't wear masks, it's all over with. It really is. No one's going to take off their masks at that point because they don't want to be labeled as a Trump supporter. They don't want to be labeled as a bigot or a racist. And you know what? The politicians are going to continue to push that agenda because they're going to take the safe route forward. But also, if they let up, especially the ones that made bad decisions, if they let up now, then all of what they've pushed for for the last year is for naught. And then they're going to sit there and look like a schmuck. They're pot committed, using a poker term. If you never use that poker term, it means like once you have, you know, half your money in, you might as well put the other half in type thing. You know, once you're so, once you are so far into it where, you know, you've already done the flop and then you've done, and you're onto the fifth card and you've put, you know, 10 grand in, you might as well make sure that you're going to keep on going until the end. No matter how high someone raises, that's pot committed. And that's probably what a lot of these politicians are right now is pot committed. So, but I don't know. I just hope that it goes away soon. I really do. Um, I just, it's hard for me to see it. It really is. Um, let me know what you guys think though. All right. You can do that through the Facebook page. Um, I on the empire has a Facebook page. If you want to message me through there, you can, um, you know, if you message me, let me know. I have actually a Facebook group as well. And, uh, I'll let you guys in. There you go. I'll let you guys in, uh, to the LA on the empire Facebook group as well. You just got to message me and I'll, uh, I'll shoot you a request or shoot shoot you a link to come and join the Facebook group as well. Uh, I'm sure, there's going to be some good conversations in there as it grows as well. So that's excellent. I know a lot of people move away from Facebook. I'm not really using Facebook per se, but I do focus in on I am the Empire uh, on Facebook a little bit. So check that out. All right. Uh, also, uh, if you can go ahead and leave a five star rating and a review on your Apple podcasts app. That's always helpful for me as well, since a lot of people do listen through Apple uh, mobile devices still. So that's great if through your iPhones. Uh, and then the best thing you do is uh, share the show with your friends as well. And then you got to come back on Thursday this week. So you'll get two shows in one week. Woohoo! Go Ray, right? Uh, so two shows in one week. So I'll come back on Thursday so you can have clear vision for 2021. I don't know about you, but I am always dealing with these clueless people on the internet and in my daily life. 
and I was looking to learn how to defend libertarianism. And if you're in that same position, you want to learn how to defend libertarianism, advocate for a free market, and win any political or economic debate, then you need to join Liberty Classroom. That's Tom Woods' Liberty Classroom. And you could do that by going to eyeontheempire.com slash liberty. If you do that, you'll be able to earn the equivalent of a PhD in libertarian thought and free market economics online for just 24 cents a day. That's amazing. Once again, go to eyeontheempire.com slash liberty.